Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the podcast, It Should Go Without Saying. I'm your host, Andrew Lewis, and we have a special treat for you today, something we haven't done in a little while, something we haven't talked about in a little while, and that is football, not of the oval ball variety, but of the round ball variety. Uh, the English Premier League season will start next weekend. We're recording this on Sunday, the 8th of August. It starts next weekend. And joining me to preview the upcoming English Premier League season is our current EPL expert and my 10-year-old son, Patrick. How are you doing, Patrick? Good. Oh, that's good. What? We'll start first. What are you most excited about seeing in the new Premier League season? Well... I think Liverpool were going to win it because the last time, you know, we started off against Norwich, we won the Premier League against Wolverhampton and we won. And yeah. No worries. Omens are, are, are good here for Liverpool. Um, indeed, what I am most excited about seeing in the Premier League season is the fans back. We had pretty much an entire season without uh, fans in grounds last season, 2020-21. Um, which probably wasn't that much of a change for Manchester City. But for Liverpool, we're used to seeing 50,000 people at Anfield and there was only, I think, three Liverpool home games where there was a crowd at the game. So I think think Liverpool probably missed the fans as much as any other club or more than any other club. And I think... Because of that, and um, and, um, I think it'll have a huge impact on how Liverpool play, especially... uh, my favourite Liverpool player, Roberto Firmino, who uh, loves playing in front of the Liverpool home fans. So we'll start with Liverpool, considering they're the club we both support. And my question to you, Patrick, about Liverpool is, have they done enough in this summer transfer window to keep up with Manchester City? They've only signed so far Ibrahima Konate. They obviously needed a- another central defender after last year's problems with injuries. Um, well, would you have liked to have seen Liverpool sign uh, some more players? Maybe. I don't think we necessarily need more players, but I think we... Yep. If they were going to sign a player from another position to add to the squad, where do you think Liverpool... What position did should Liverpool have addressed? Well, personally, Jack Grealish would have been good. I'm thinking more what position rather than a specific player. Oh, I think we'd need maybe another centre defensive mid. Yep. Maybe a, if we're going to get something to be like the backup, a good backup guy who can unleash, the, or unleash his ultimate power. No, oh, fair enough. Do you think Liverpool will sign someone between now and the start of the Premier League season? I think they might. It wouldn't be that bad if they do. And I think they're going to maybe have to do, make some more transfers to keep up with Manchester City, the money guys. The money guys, Manchester City, who are the defending champions, they ran away with the, the league last season. They won the League Cup again. They seem to be the only team who can win the League Cup, but they fell at the last turtle and lost the Champions League final. They have spent a yeah. hundred million pounds on Jack Grealish. What, what, do you have thoughts about that? What do you think? Is that a good move for Jack Grealish? Manchester City, good move. Jack Grealish, He's going to spend a career on the... He's going to spend half of his Manchester City career starting on the bench. I mean, he's a pretty good player. He's not He's not someone you start on the bench. I think teams he'd be handy for, like Inter Milan, if he went there, he'd probably... He's not a good team, he's a good player. 
They need someone like him too. Well, they can't afford anyone like him anymore at the moment. We've heard the story, the stories about Inter Milan this morning having to basically sell all their best players. They've uh, and we'll get to the big name player they've sold back to the Premier League. Um, yes, Jack Grealish. Do you think he, do you think it would have been better for him if he had stayed at Villa Villa? Explained yeah. after they sold him that uh, he had signed that Grealish had signed his last contract on the proviso that uh, if a club in the Champions League made an approach that they wouldn't stand in his way. So, well, I well I personally think he should have stayed at Aston Villa. Maybe he could have banged them up a bit, but they have got Danny Ings now, who's pretty good. He's a good scorer, so they might get m- some goals, some more goals than they did, but. What I think, I personally think Aston Villa have a chance of getting relegated. Oh, okay, not uh, not a bullish, uh, not a bullish prediction from Patrick for Aston Villa. Um, I am reminded of something that is often said about players uh, like Jack Grealish, who go to clubs like Manchester City for enormous amounts of money from smaller clubs. And it's um, something that, and not so small the clubs, but it is something that uh, apparently Jurgen Klopp said to Philip Coutinho when he got sold to Barcelona for £142 million. And that is, if you stay here at Liverpool, I'll build a statue of you outside the ground, but if you go to Barcelona, you're just another player, and that's the way it has been. Barcelona are paying Philip Coutinho £350,000 a week to sit on the bench. Uh, that's a lot of money, especially considering uh, those financial considerations have meant that the greatest Barcelona player ever has had to walk out the door this week in Lionel Messi. So it is interesting to see, and Grealish will obviously back himself in to succeed at City, but there is a, a log jam of players who will be playing his position under Pep, guys like Riyad Mahrez, Raheem Sterling, Phil Foden. They'll all be looking to get a game, and it'll be interesting to see who, you know, how exactly how much Grealish plays. You reckon he'll be on the bench half the time, so... Well, if Pep Guardiola is smart and knows how to deal with this, that that much good players who all want to play, he'll give each of them maybe half. I mean, half, I mean, like half each. So you got Phil Foden, Jack Grealish, give them a half each. So Jack Grealish is better than Phil Foden. Man. But I do think... I'm not surprised if Man City suddenly and Pep Guardiola suddenly have to deal with heaps of people are uh, angry. His players getting angry that they aren't starting because he has too much good players. And maybe the players just came to Manchester. City. Okay. Um, can City be beaten this season for the for the league title? Wonders if they sign Harry Kane as well. He they won't be signing Harry Kane. That will be. Yeah, they've got Gabriel Jesus. He's pretty good. He's not a bad player. They don't need Harry Kane, Tottenham are going to let them have Harry Kane. Harry Kane's going to have to exit the Premier League. Oh, the big call there. I think I think, I think, think Patrick is reporting there. So Patrick is calling that. He doesn't think Harry Kane is going to end up at Manchester City. And this uh, this podcaster thinks that if Harry, Harry Kane's staying away from City, if some of that deal doesn't get done, that'd be good for the Premier League. If um, And he is apparently reporting back to Tottenham this week for training. Across town in Manchester is Manchester United. They've signed Varane from Real Madrid and Jadon Sancho, the British winger from Borussia Dortmund. 
I they're think very excited in Man- in the red side of Manchester that this is going to be the season where they get back to the top of the Premier League. Is it going to be a successful season for Manchester United? I'm not surprised if Jaden Sancho starts, but I think they've got they've also got. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna make some changes. They've got Cavani, who's not bad. They got they got Rashford, who who's they got Rashford, Martial, Cavani, and Greenwood. They've now they've also got Sancho. Sancho, I'd say the four starting in that in that in the four two three one, which is like one personally, I think they should play that four. I think Cavani up front and on the left, Rashford because Rashford is a striker, but he to play on the left sometimes. And in the central attacking mid, probably Sancho or Martial, probably swap. They're both wingers, but they could swap every once and then. But Martial can also play striker. I'm not surprised if Sancho can also play striker. And Cavani is a striker. I think they should rotate all four around. Like, you know, Salah, Mane and Firmino do. You've heard it here first on the podcast issue ago that saying Patrick has decided he saw enough of Bruno Fernandes' poor form at the Euros for Portugal that he's sending Bruno to the bench in the 4-2-3-1 and starting Cavani, Rashford, Martial and Sancho ahead of Bruno Fernandes. So probably their best player last season, but did have a very poor Euros for Portugal as they failed to progress. Um, We mentioned Inter Milan before. Yeah. Um, The news this morning about dire financial troubles and a fire sale coming for Inter Milan players where their most high-profile, Inter Milan having just won the Serie A, the first time someone other than Juventus had won it in about 10 years, but... Inter Milan now selling all their players. And the first one, they've sold Romelu Lukaku to Chelsea, according to reports this this morning, for £115 million. Um, does Lukaku give Chelsea the consistent goal threat they need um, to win the league rather than just winning cups and European cups? I think Chelsea might have more chance of winning the league this season. Lukaku is a good goal scorer, and I've known he does love scoring against teams like Liverpool, for example. Lukaku has a very poor record against Liverpool, Patrick. Yes, but I bet he would love it. He'd love it. If he I'm sure he'd like it, yes. I did. Yep. And Chelsea, I think they'll have a better... But I don't think they'll win the European Cup. I mean, Man City, Chelsea. I think Man City just have a poor record when it comes to European moments. When they ever, like, try to win the European... Whenever they get a good chance to win the European Cup, they always fail and something happens to stop them. Chelsea are a pretty decent team. They're in the big six. But watch out. Another big team has came, came top. For every big six team, Leicester have came. And Leicester are good. So I think that might be some Leicester might do some harm to those big six. With then again Arsenal, not really big six anymore. Leicester is sort of took in their spot, but I do think Arsenal have a better season this year and might play Champions League football. Well, they finished fifth the last two years. Leicester um, have, have what has been their activity like on the transfer market this season? Have they have they added or are they just tried to improve from within? Well, I think they'll do pretty good. They have got Perez and Vardy. They haven't made any. They haven't made any signings, but 
I wouldn't be surprised if they make some more before the season starts. Well, I have signed Ryan Bertrand from uh, Southampton. He's been added to that squad, but they have been a little quiet up until this stage. They finished fifth the last two years. You know, have missed out on that Champions League spot rather, um, rather in heartbreaking fashion on the last day of the season. Um, transfers in. Yeah, so they Bertrand is the big-name player that they've added. Uh, Patson Duck, who's a centre-forward who is probably going to be backing up Buddy, but they will be looking to make that transition soon. And Sumare, who's a defensive midfielder from Lille, of course, who won the French League last season. So, But they have made a lot of changes to this one in terms of uh, moving on a lot of players. So um, it'll be interesting how Leicester go this season. I think there'll be some certainly some expectation on them to finally take the next step, but they do go through periods where they look like world beaters and then they uh, will go through periods where they don't look so strong. So I think there'll be some, there's certainly some pressure on Leicester both from outside the club and inside the club for them to really take the next step and earn that Champions League spot. I think Leicester will win the Europa League and I think they have a good chance. Jamie Vardy might be old, but he's old for top grandpa. But I think he is, he's a good goal scorer. He... Came near to the golden boot, and I might... Did he win it? Well, he's a very good goal scorer, and he is... He has Perez by his side, and Perez is a pretty good player. He... So, he's a... Vardy's a striker, and he's a pretty good striker, too. And I'm not surprised if he plays really, really good. And he's probably going to help... Help Leicester... Win the champion, win the Europa League, and if his team do win the Europa League, won't be such of a surprise. Which do you think Leicester? Which do you think is the better option for Leicester in terms of finding a way to the Champions League? Do you think they should concentrate on finishing the top four in the league, or do you think they should concentrate on winning the Europa League? I think if they got knocked out of the Europa League, I think they should try their best for both. Yep. I think they'll finish in the top four. And win the Europa League. Fair enough. That's a, that's a ringing endorsement of Leicester from Patrick. Um, the two teams that they've tried to usurp, and they certainly usurped one of them in the Big Six last year, making it through to Europe while this team it is Arsenal. Arsenal have made a big move to try and solidify their defensive troubles by signing uh, English defender Ben White from Brighton for $50 million, which is a lot of money. Um do you think that's a wise move by Arsenal to make that move, or do you think it's going to be more of the same for Arsenal? I think it might help Arsenal, but Ben White isn't like Van, uh, Van Dyke. He might be uh, uh, Joe Gomez, talks like that good. Joe Gomez, that time. Joe Gomez is a pretty good player, and I think he's pretty much. I think he'd be the same. Ben White. And Ben White, I've seen him play before. I've seen him, you know, be able to. Mm-hmm. I think he'll be able to make some good tackles and maybe help Arsenal play Champions League, play Europa League. But I am inspired by him that he'll do good for Arsenal. He'll help them. Well, he's coming in basically to replace in the squad David Louise. David that was Luiz. an interesting couple of years. It was never dull with David Luiz in the side for Arsenal. There was um, there was always something happening, not necessarily for the best. But uh, David Luiz, his best years have passed. He played very well at Chelsea. He mm. was captain of Brazil for a couple of years, and 
he was a part of that game where they lost to Chelsea. I mean, I meant to Germany. When they lost 7-1. Yeah. Yeah. He was one of those. He didn't do very well to... He didn't do very well. Fair enough. Um, Also, in London, also Tottenham... Uh, this year playing in the Conference League, so they'll probably be able to get out of that without playing any of their best players, get out of that group stage. But um, I think they'll win it. You'll think they'll win it? I mean, it should be pretty obvious that uh, they'll be one of the favourites to go. I don't, know, I don't know how many other big teams are in the Conference League. I won't be paying that much attention to it. Um, but um, Tottenham, does the success of their season pretty much hinge on whether they can keep Harry Kane? Well, Harry Kane is good. He's a good player, but I don't think... Harry Kane... I mean, he I, he feels like he doesn't want to play in the Conference League because he's Harry Kane. Mm. He's better than that. And he did win the Golden Boot, but he didn't do enough to win that. You know, win the... Win, you know, get into the top four of the... And Norwich... Norwich City, I'm just thinking about... I just... They just care. Yep. But I do think they'll have a better season and they'll stay up. Well, we'll get to the newly promoted team soon, Patrick. So Everton, last season, yeah. very exciting start to the season. Calvert-Lewis was scoring goals. They signed Hammers, Rodriguez. Richie Allison was playing well. Carlo Ancelotti was the manager and everything was going fine. But now Ancelotti's gone back to Real Madrid. They've signed Raf, you know, their new manager is Rafa Benitez. Mm. Um, how do you think the reception is going to be for Benitez, the first, the first Merseyside derby at Anfield? I think... He might even try to convince his players to not hate Liverpool derby side rivals. But Rafa Benitez did coach Liverpool pretty well and he won them a Champions League. I think Rafa Benitez is a good coach and he did pretty well in Newcastle. Not enough to do any, like, you know, win them Mm -hmm. anything. But I think... I think Rafa Benitez might do a good job and... It might get his team into, might get their team, might get his team even into into European. Now, considering the money that uh, Everton have splashed around the last few years, they haven't really spent any money this year. They've signed Andros Townsend and Asmir Begovic on free signings, on free transfers. They've signed Demirai Gray from Bayer Leverkusen, the former Leicester player, for a small amount. So just um, sort of pinching around the edges there a little bit. But the the team that they had last season is going to be the team that pretty much has to try and get the job done again. So uh, where did Everton Everton finish last season, Patrick? I I, I, I cast it from my mind. Eighth? League table, they finished 10th. So they they just scraped into the top half of the the league. Do you think they're going to finish top half of the table this year? I'm not surprised if they do, but... I have them coming 15th. 15th? That's in a relegation battle. Well, I'm sure all the Liverpool fans are listening to this will be heartened by Patrick's prediction that Everton are going to come nowhere. Um, I think Harris Rodriguez doesn't deserve to play that. He's better than Everton. He doesn't need to play for a small club like Everton. He should play for a big team, not Manchester City. He has played at Real Madrid and Bayern Munich, so... Mm. But he played for them and now he plays for Everton. I think he might even play for Juventus. Or- Fair enough. Uh, West Ham United, they're playing in the Europa League this season, so they'll have ambitions for European trophies. They have a Cup Winners' Cup from 1970. They've uh, they've taken a while to get around and to move things around. Um, 
should West Ham fans think that this season is going to be a season where they'll be able to keep up that level of performance or is it going to be a lot like some of the other smaller teams that have managed to find a European place over the last few years like Hull or Burnley and then has struggled because of the addition of European football? Well, West Ham did look good. Antonio, the best player, looks in form, really good form. And I think they might have a chance of making out of the group stage depending on who they have in their group. If they have teams like, teams who, I mean, there are some teams in the Europa like Roma and Napoli in the Europa League. If they draw Napoli, that might be a bit of, there might be a bit of harm to them. But I think they'll have a good season and play well. Well, I'm happy Napoli added the Champions League as a Liverpool fan because that, that was never a fun experience going to play Napoli. And I think we played them four times and across two seasons and managed to beat them once by one goal. So uh, it wasn't much fun. Um, then you've got some of the other teams that are sort of in the middle um, who probably won't find themselves in relegation battles. But... Yeah. Um, I don't, you know, I think we'd have to really improve to be fighting for European spots. I'm going to bundle these three teams in together. So this is Leeds, Aston Villa, and Wolverhampton Wanderers. Uh, Wolverhampton Wolves. Um, Wolves are probably the least uh, bullish of those clubs at the moment because they had a bit of a downturn last year after a really couple of good years. They've moved their manager on. Um which one of those three teams are you most? Uh, do you think is going to be the best out of those three teams? Which, which three teams are you most bullish about amongst those three? Leeds, Villa. Well, I've got the highest one of those is in best performing. One of those is Wolves. Yep. Coming sixth, and the lowest one I've got is Aston Villa. And Ooh. Leeds fourteenth. Okay, so you, you're still on the Wolves bandwagon. Not uh, obviously Ooh. Grealish is not at Villa anymore, but they, as you said earlier, they have signed Danny Ings. Um, have they made any more signings, Patrick? Transfers in. Who else? They Ashley Young's come back, uh, who started his career at Villa. But um, Leon Bailey, who, who's signed from Bayer Leverkusen. Ooh, so Leon Bailey. and uh, Buendia, Buendia, who they signed from Norwich City. So they've spent a bit of money. They might have spent most of that uh, Jack Grealish money already. They probably knew it was coming. They've already spent between Buendia. Leon Bailey and Danny Ings, they have sent. They have spent eighty-eight million pounds, which is pretty much just about all of the Grealish money. So, would you have so much money like that instead of buying a couple of good players? Yep. Instead, sign a one really good player. So, so they the, could go. They might even go and sign Ronaldo, and maybe even Juventus would agree. <laughs> well, I don't know if uh, I don't know if Ronaldo is going to get moved to Birmingham. I think Ronaldo probably thinks if he's going to ever go back to the Premier, he's going to go back to Manchester United because he doesn't want to play against them. But um, so you're, but what you're saying is rather than take the Tottenham approach when they sold Gareth Bale and use the money, the Gareth Bale money to sign seven players. Yeah. You think you should be trying to replace like for like? If you, if you sell Gareth Bale for ninety million, you should be trying to bring in someone and That's the way I replace that quality in one player with one. That's the way I thought when I was, you know, when when I play FIFA, which isn't exactly real, but I'd usually buy someone instead. I'd use that money and got someone really good, which is what I did when Southampton. I don't know how they done. They offered me seven hundred. They offered me 
95 million for Mohamed Salah in FIFA 18. So I took that and worked out pretty well. The other thing to mention about Villa is a lot of people had Martinez as their goalkeeper of the year last season. So um, he was pipped in the Professional Football Association Team of the Year of goalkeeper by Edison, but um, at the better season, especially considering Villa were middle of the road. Now we're going to get to the teams, and I've got five teams here who were in the Premier League last season who are probably going to be, if they don't get off to a really good start or don't continue, don't really play well, who are going to find themselves in a relegation battle. So here I've got Southampton, Newcastle, Brighton, Burnley, and Crystal Palace. Uh, which one of those teams, if you had to pick one, do you think is going to find themselves in a relegate? Is going to find themselves up to there, up to there, up to there, up to their ears in a relegation battle? Out of who? Out of Southampton, Newcastle, Brighton, Burnley, and Palace. Newcastle. Newcastle. You think Newcastle is the one who's going to be struggling? Which one of them? Which 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 fan base do you think should relax? They're not going to be in a relegation battle. Uh, I think. Southampton and Crystal Palace, they'd be okay. No worries. And then... I've got them as 11th and 12th. No worries. Well, we'll go through your your table uh, very shortly. Um, Then there's the three promoted teams. So Watford and Norwich, who got relegated two years ago, they've come bounced straight back up, and they've been joined by Brentford, who have come into the Premier League for the first time ever. The sort of... The the Moneyball analytics... uh, Poster child, Brentford, bought by a fan uh, who had become a a financial whiz and then a professional gambler and then it decided to use all these analytics to try and find a different way to do things and buy players and sell players and now Brentford are in the Premier League. Do you think any of those three teams have a chance to stay up this season? I think... I, I think Watford are going to have no chance. Watford are no chance? Of staying up. Yep. Watford aren't a good team. Yep. Brentford, they might have a chance of coming. They, I've, I've, I think they might be not like Watford, which is they're going to get relegated. They might be in that part of that 18th spot. Don't come in the 18th spot battle. I do think chance. I think Notch are going to stay up. They yeah, Notch have Poogie, so they have a good chance. Yep. They have a good chance of staying up. Norwich aren't a bad team. I think they back when the the last season they played in the Premier League, they played pretty well in the first part of the season. As the first part of the season, they looked like they were they they were even believable to come make the Europa League. But as the season came on and got to near the end, Norwich couldn't. Just they couldn't do anything. They bet Manchester City, who came second that year. Manchester didn't have the best, and Norwich have got Pookie. Pookie likes to score goals. Two seasons they've played in the year. Out of two seasons, the two last season and the, and the last and the season before that they played. So those two EFL championship years, they won them both. So when they come, when they go down to the EFL championship. They actually play pretty well, so like it's more like like two spots in a row, two spots in a row, like twenties in the Premier League, and the next spot under that is first in the Championship, which they're always between those two. Okay, so we've gone, we've we've spoken briefly, or we've touched on all the teams in the Premier League. Patrick, you've uh, 
You've got a ladder worked out, a final table. So yep. why don't you read it out for us to see where everyone's going to finish? I use a predictor, and so I could, you know. So you've gone through points. every game and put what you think the score is going to be for every game, which is a huge effort. Yeah. So let's have let let's have a sound. You, let's have let's let's hear it. First, Liverpool with one hundred and two points. Yep. Second, Leicester with ninety nine points. Yep. Third, Arsenal with ninety six points. Fourth, Manchester City, tied with fifth place, Tottenham, and then Wolverhampton in sixth with eighty-two points. Chelsea in seventh with Manchester United with, and in ninth Norwich with sixty points. In tenth, West in eleventh, Southampton with forty-eight points, and then twelfth, Crystal Palace with forty-five points, just behind. Fourteenth, Leeds United with sixteenth, Aston Villa, seventeenth, Brentford. 18th, Newcastle with 18 points. 19th, Brighton with 16 points. Tied last, Watford, 10 points. Thank you, Patrick. So, that is how Patrick... So, I, I have just whipped up a quick letter. I haven't gone through every game and predicted it. So, um, unfortunately for all the Liverpool fans out there, it's pretty hard to go past Manchester City with the amount of financial clout and... and Ability to bring in players. Um, so I've got City on top from Liverpool. I've got Chelsea in third, Manchester United in fourth. So that's the same top four as last season. Not very, not as adventurous as you, Patrick. Arsenal, I've got fifth, Leicester sixth, Tottenham seventh. Then rounding out the top eight, top ten, I've got Aston Villa, West Ham and Leeds. Um, in the bottom half of the draw, I've got then Southampton in 11th, Everton in 12th, Wolves in 13th, Watford in 14th. Newcastle in 15th, Brighton and Hove Albion in 16th and Burnley in 17th and the three relegated teams, I've got Crystal Palace going down with Norwich and Brentford going straight back down again. Um, well, that's it. That's a wrap. That's a preview. Um, quick look at the first round of the season and for all of you listening, it is Saturday morning at 5am Australian Eastern Standard Time when Brentford play their first ever Premier League game. They're playing the first game of the Premier League season. They're hosting Arsenal. And then the rest of week one of the Premier League, Manchester United hosting Leeds, Leicester City hosting Wolves, Crystal, Crystal Palace going to Chelsea, Watford hosting Aston Villa, Everton hosting Southampton, Burnley hosting Brighton, Norwich City hosting Liverpool, Newcastle hosting West Ham, and the final game is Tottenham at home to Manchester City. I wonder if Harry Kane will play in that game, and if he does, which team he'll be playing for. So it's all very exciting. Premier League's back. Crowds are back. It's going to be wonderful. Patrick, thank you very much for joining me for talking about the upcoming Premier League season. You're welcome. That's great. We've got lots of stuff coming up, hopefully, on the podcast soon. We've got footy finals coming up. We've uh, we've talked NBA and obviously a lot happening in that off season and also we're going to have to talk some cricket pretty soon with the T20 World Cup coming up shortly so please keep tuned to the podcast subscribe wherever you get your good podcasts and we will catch you next time on the podcast it should go without saying cheers <laughs>